man, that's pretty. We could do a duet. It's a privilege for me. She's 28. He's 88. It's whether or not they want to sing with me, though. I don't know. I told you, I don't like to be anywhere but cheek to cheek when you're in the room. An amazing privilege. Rod's done a duet with you. Too much, you guys. Mixed power is physical and visual. David's a steel and big. I was thrilled to work with you. Let's hope we do it again. We sing all the time, duets, you know. So I was thinking, this sounds kind of Italian. So I called Zuccaro. This promised to be our first country duet. And what the <laughs> fuck do we get? We get blues again. It's a country. It's not even... It's like early 90s version of pop blues. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's probably cheaper sounding than I Can't Stand the Rain. It's cheaper sounding. Mm. But i I got to say, this is infinitely more listenable than that. This song is called... Girl thing, and it's uh, Tammy Wynette with Winona. He got my number, now he knew I was home. He said he called me, so I sat by the phone. Called me crazy, but I thought it should be. It's Tammy's album. It came from Tammy's album, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because it was never actually released as a single. It was in uh, the States. Well, not really, because this is something that I've... It charted. Yes, exactly. But this is something I didn't know about, because the British charts is based on sales. Uh, Yeah. Whereas the pop country singles and tracks chart don't work like this. What? Yeah, I know. No. It's based on airplay. Oh. If a DJ picks up on an album track Mm. and then they just keep getting asked to play it because people are phoning in, they just keep playing it. Right. It has charted, but there's no single release of it. No video, nothing like that. That is news to me. Thank you for that little nugget. What date's this? This was 94. Post KLF. Post-KLF, so that was the biggest hit that Tammy ever had. Because that was, like, number one in 20 countries or something. Stand by your man, though. I mean, surely... Well, that's the one she was remembered for, and she wrote that as well. Yeah, maybe it wasn't such a big hit at that time with the way the charts were or the distribution and stuff. That was 68 or something. Stand by me. Stand by me? Stand by your man. Stand by your mum. Yeah. Stand by your mum. <laughs> Stand by your mum. <laughs> that's what Winona does. So, um, maybe we should start with the song. Yeah. I was just thinking, you know, as Trump's never far away, it seems to me like a version of Trump's famed locker room talk, but for girls. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? You know, locker room talk. It's what guys say to each other, but this is like what girls say to each other in the... uh, This is coffee shop talk. Coffee shop or... Girls' room. Oh, powder room. Powder room. Powder room powwow. <laughs> That's it. 
I think it's a bit different because Trump's locker room talk is sexual in nature. There's nothing like tawdry or well, sleazy. There is a line when the waitress seemed to wink at him. That's true. And knew him by name or he knew her. The verse sets out some problems basically with men. Hmm. Examples of their shitness. And then it ends with a bookend. I guess it's just a girl thing. It's not a man thing, as in, oh, I guess it's just a man thing, them being useless. They're, no. they're saying, I guess it's a girl thing that we do remember this stuff and we are aware of the uh, little... Um, things that we'd like to be better. Things that you could improve. And, and things that we get a little bit pissed off about. He said he calls, so I sat by the phone. Call me crazy, but I thought it should ring. I guess just a girl thing. I quite like that line. And I sympathise, you know, he should ring, really. So it's not just a girl thing. It's a person thing. Relationship thing. It's actually not the worst constructed song ever. The verse ends with a bookend, and then you've got some guitar. The guitar reacts with a sort of curled lip. Guitar bending, acting as a sassometer. <laughs> Every time they say something, it's backed up with a wow, <laughs> <laughs> like this sort of an audience of a bad joke, which is sort of nevertheless acknowledged as clever or true, even if it's not very funny. Uh, yeah, let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> let's get, but let's get on with it by saying the same thing again, because they don't yeah. really change the intensity of what's been said. It's like, all oh, right, chapter two. And mm. it's pretty much the same as chapter one. This one's about burning the dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite Trump's locker room talk when you talk about grabbing asses and stuff. No, I mean, look, no. she cooked him dinner. He showed up late. She burnt the dinner on purpose, I guess. His buffalo wings. <laughs> Just so it could rhyme with fang. Wangs, thanks. Yeah. They're not going to say... Burn all men. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the slits, are they? Yeah, exactly. The hardest they go is that he's just thick and he doesn't understand. And maybe it's just a purely cynical, oh yeah, it's 94, so we should mm. probably be a bit more kind of feminist, do you think? Possibly, possibly. Because, uh, yeah, I saw um, MTV the other day and Courtney Love was singing this song <laughs> about periods. <laughs> Uh, and there was babes in Toyland. Have you heard of them? Apparently they were doing stuff. <laughs> and L7. Uh... Have you ever been listening to the L7 line owner? <laughs> we should do a bit like that. It almost sounds like they're talking about the same guy. Mm. There's no difference in approaches. One doesn't sound like an older one giving the younger one advice, which they could have easily done. Or they could have tried one was angrier and one was more forgiving. Nope, didn't bother. They could have sang each other's lines. But that's because they want to be, um, you know, girlfriends. They're the same. You know, we have the same experiences. Yeah, you had this. I had this too. Yeah. I'm sure we will delve into the fact that they have both had fucking terrible relationships with men. Mm. So this is kind of like them getting back at them going, yeah, you know what? I didn't like it when you did that. That was bad. But yeah, it could have been so much stronger. Yeah, but more cutting. It's quite tame. It's done so much better either by Prince doing Cream in 91, which is the same kind of bluesy <laughs> sass. 
but like slightly much different, more interesting. Slightly different subject matter. Yes, I'm talking about this, the song sound. Okay, yeah. Strutting sexy blues sound. I wonder if it was recorded in the same studio. <laughs> Paisley Park! <laughs> then you get an even better version in 97 when Shania Twain does That Don't Impress Me Much, which is True. this song, but much more sassy put-downs and there's the comedy of throwing an arrow into you know men's vanity. Maybe they sent this to Paisley just to try and fun it up and this is the best that Prince could do. Yeah. It's a bit karaoke, isn't it? It's about as country as those powder pink feathered hen night cowgirl hats. You know, that's just <laughs> the... <laughs> Even though it's got one of the country legends within it. She did do another girl song back in 67. One of her first solo songs was Your Good Girl's Gonna Go Bad. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I suppose it's a little bit more up-tempo than this, but they could have gone a bit more like that. It could have been a bit more cheeky, a bit more on the edge. True, that that is actually more of a complaint and more of a threat than this. Yeah. They're not even threatening to leave. They're just like, I guess it's a girl thing that we're sort of upset about that. It seems like a wasted opportunity. If you look back at the Judds, they are a duo, but they never did duets. It never came into anyone's thought, or they just completely ignored it. They thought, Naomi can't sing, so we'll just have her own harmonies. Mm. If you see live performances for videos, Winona kind of sings to Naomi. There's like this generational thing of care and whatever. But they don't mm. have a conversation Mm. So they could have done that with Tammy, like having a response. Yeah, they have a lot in common, Mm. really. And like, actually, this should be a really good meeting of minds. That's what I'm saying. That's why it should have been made more of. Yeah, I mean, I could forgive Tammy because she's near death this time. But Winona should have pushed it. I wanted to talk to you about, is it why or we? Winona got her name from the town Winona in the song... Route 66. Oh, yeah, yeah. Winona. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even saying any words. No. <laughs> Don't forget Winona. Exactly. You said it. It's pronounced Winona by Nat King Cole, who made probably the most famous version of the song. Mm. Then it was pronounced Winona by Chuck Berry, who made the second most famous version of this song. Mm. But then... It was pronounced Winona by the Deep South Band from the Basildon Bayou. Depeche Mode. (laughs) Yeah. No one else calls it Winona. No one else says Winona. (laughs) Don't forget Winona. Really? Do they pronounce it like that? Did you check that on the version? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. Even the Stones did it, and Mick Jagger, he doesn't say Winona. He doesn't even say we, because he forgets the word and just ends up saying our owner. (laughs) (laughs) The lyrics even say, Flagstaff, Arizona, don't forget Winona. Don't forget Winona. Yeah. (laughs) Also, this made me think, wait a minute, Tammy's name is Wynette. It's W-Y, isn't it? It's not W-I. Yeah, and same as uh, Wynona is W-Y. But no one says Tammy Wynette. There's a lot. There's a lot, though. Winona, Wynona, the place, the song. Winnet, Wynette. Why? Why not Wynette? Why not Wynette, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> we're not win it. Why not win it? The problem with this is is the year 1994, I think. The country should sort of sound like weathered and sort of moth-eaten and thumbed. Old faded Levi's and brown belt bottles and, like, cowboys. <laughs> that, one, that one. You don't think there's enough cliches in it? Stained with 50 years of beer. Country, for me, just has to sort of, like, sound older. By 1994, I don't think anything released by a country artist, especially the legacy one, sounds any good at all. It just doesn't come from the right time. But haven't you got the Highwaymen around this time? Willie, Waylon, Johnny Cash, Chris Christopherson, and that's a legacy kind of thing. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It is really good. I think country was pretty big and had a lot of money going through it around. Definitely. I mean, Garth Brooks and all the the big hat acts. Oh, they're called the hat acts. Yeah, which Winona fits in, sort of. Suddenly it's chrome cowboys. It's not real cowboys anymore because they've all got massive estates. The writers keep writing and then they have their favourite singers and they they have long careers. It's good. But by this time, those ones that have been going that long, they're just... There's no working class reality to it anymore. And where's Tammy living? She's living in um, First Lady Acres. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know... First Lady of Country. Yes. That's what she's known as. Yeah. If she's the first lady of country, I was thinking, right, that means George Jones has got to be the president of country. <laughs> but but no. No, no. No, no, no. No, it doesn't work like that. George is possum because he looks like a possum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his other name was a uh, no-show Jones, which if you know anything about George Jones, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So I was thinking a little quiz for you. The nicknames of some of the artists we've already talked about in our show. So Michael Jackson. The King of Pop. Cliff Richard. Um, Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Grandpa. (laughs) Uh, Cliff Richard. Um, No, can't think. Cliff Richard is the Peter Pan of Pop. Really? Okay. Can we do this the other way around? Like, give me the... Um... The nickname. Nickname, yeah, and I'll try. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Captain Fantastic. Elton John. Yes. Otherwise known as the Rocket Man. Yeah. The Godfather of Punk. Lou Reed. Yeah, but... Queen of Art Pop? <laughs> <laughs> the Queen of Art Pop is Laurie Anderson. No! Kate Bush. Hmm. And then I couldn't find any for Janet Jackson, only ones that Michael's given her. And we know Michael's a bit of a cunt. Mm. He used to call her Dunk because she was chunky when she was a kid and she looked like a donkey. <laughs> nice. He's such an arsehole. He's such a shithead, isn't he? And George Michael's got loads, but they're all personal. So these are all from, a, I think, kind of family and friends. Yog, because mm. of Georgios. Georgios. TLTI. The legend that is. Okay. Also, Nobby. (laughs) (laughs) The Greek. And the bubble. Okay. But what about Peter Gabriel? What was it? What were his nicknames? Gabs. That's 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 ours. That's it. There is none. Gabsy. Gift of the. (laughs) (laughs) Not got the gift of the. Oh, and Sam Moore. What does he call himself on his website? The Godfather of Soul. No, that's James <laughs> Brown. <laughs> That'll be a bit rich. 
No, Sam Moore on his website calls himself the legendary soul man. Mm, yeah. Or, as we like to call him, overnight sensational. <laughs> I don't, I don't, kind of, to be fair, I steer away from saying those two words in conjunction with each other. <laughs> because they sound too bad. They sound stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, other Tammy Wynette, um, she's got quite a few, hasn't she? Oh, she? I mean, the heroine of Heartbreak, that's another what? one. What? No, yeah. no. Uh, the first lady of country is so good and totally relevant. She's good friends with the Bushes, for instance. Not with the Clintons, though. No, not so much. She was a bit pissed off when uh, Hillary Clinton used her I ain't going to be standing by my man like no Tammy Wynette, but, but she said it in a more sort of clipped unionist accent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Less confederate. Because she's northern, um, right? Hillary, whereas Bill is southern. Yeah. It's the only reason he got voted in. Well, because they have the uh, mixed the mixed relationship, north and south. Yeah, he, he crossed the border, the non existent but very very real border. What happened with that is that Tammy was so offended by it that mm. she wrote a letter. Yeah. I suppose it was an open letter. To Mrs Clinton, so all the news agencies could pick up on it. And she said that she's offended every true country music fan and every person that was made it on their own. Yeah, using it as a way to gain control of the government of the United States of America. Bit of a cheap dick. It was cheap, yeah. The feminists did have a big problem with that song at the time, and I think Clinton That's true, in the early 90s. Well, at the time... In the early 70s or late 60s, whenever it came out. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because, what, you're just going to let him be a twat and just get on with it? Yeah. I guess Tammy's saying, well, actually, you're kind of stuck having to do that when you're in a marriage, and marriage is a... um, Sacred thing. Well, patriarchal construct, isn't it? So Mm. you're stuck. But for Tammy, it's like a sacred thing. I married the man, I'll stand by him. She took her vows seriously, but then she did get married about five times. Was it five? Yeah. Or three? No, five. five. At least five, yeah. She also went out with Burt Reynolds for a bit. Oh, yeah, she? yeah. Once she's entered sort of chrome country land, she's got a big, you know, mansion or whatever, and talking to Burt, like, you got to come over with Thanksgiving. We'd really love to see you. You know, we bought that new place uh, you was talking about that time. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I can't really... Can you do a Burt Reynolds impression? No. No. Hey, <laughs> Tammy, 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 Tammy. I know exactly the place. I'll get on my chopper. So he gets a big spread ready, flowers and stuff, and he lands on this mansion, sort of like lawn. He arrives at the door and uh, says, hey, I'm here for Thanksgiving. And the, so the housemaid just goes, okay. <laughs> he just comes in, puts this on the uh, family table, and then this other family who are not, Anything to do with Tammy Wynette come out. <laughs> Surprised. Doesn't even say where's Tammy. It like actually sits down thinking Tammy's about to arrive for ages and then like <laughs> everyone's like going, Fuck me, Bert Reynolds is fucking having Thanksgiving with us. And I have no idea why. But just shut up about it. Bert, do you want some more parsnips? <laughs> and then he suddenly goes, Where is Tammy? Tammy who? Shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's probably like um, if you're going to, you know, drop in on Wayne Rooney and then you'd end up at Michael Owen's house. They'll <laughs> <laughs> all live in exactly the same area. <laughs> Much the same thing, really. Both would be terrible Thanksgivings. I mean, they wouldn't even celebrate it. Yeah, Wayne Rooney even might. know what it was. Because he works in... Would he? he well, he works at... Is it DC United now? Oh, yeah, okay. He, he would, yeah. But Steven Gerrard wouldn't. Definitely not. Oh, God. That would be terrible as well. well imagine turning up and it's Steven Gerrard's house. You want to land at Peter Crouch's thinking, this will be a laugh. And then you get there and it's... <laughs> <laughs> Steven Gerrard. Bit of robot dancing. Yeah, it'll be a laugh. Yeah. There's like Steven Gerrard's hair that doesn't even get moved. Exactly. Just literally... Anyway, and then there's the uh, the Hillary Clinton story, which I think Burt Reynolds is involved in that. Oh, Burt yes, Reynolds he is. friends is. with Hillary. Yes. Yes, he's friends with Hillary. And also, yeah. who else is involved? Barbara Streisand is involved. No. Yeah, really? because Barbara Streisand got Tammy to come and be part of some Democratic Convention fundraiser. Shit, I mean, she must have been persuasive. And she and did it. And Tammy knew... Clinton was going to be there, and this is after the the Hillary. Yeah, so the curtain comes back, and it's fucking Tammy Wynette singing, and Clinton's right in the front of the audience. Right, fantastic. I mean, that's just Streisand taking the piss. But I mean, that that's interesting because we like with Moore as well. Moore's a bit of a sort of uh, politics whore, just like Tammy. I think they all are. Yeah, famously, uh, actually, it makes more sense now that Clinton did it because. Uh, Tammy sang Stand By Your Man on Reagan's lap. Right. Ooh. And Nan- Nancy was furious, apparently. She's a very good friend of George Bush. Is she? George Bush is a very close friend of mine, she, she said. George Bush Sr. or George Bush Wiener? Must be Sr. She's basically a raging Republican. And that's she's why... She's and- not... She's not yes, raging anything. No, she's not. She's not, like, banging on about it. Uh, she doesn't pin her colours to the mast. Yeah, but I'm saying underneath, yes, raging Republican. You just want everyone underneath to be a raging Republican. Yeah, I do. Serves your I have to support view. my... Well, not really, just... <laughs> I have to support my sort of ongoing subtext <laughs> argument through this podcast that I'm trying to construct. Well, yeah, you've got to... Create intrigue. You've got to have your, your pet subjects. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. So go on. Um, yeah, so give me the proof. Come on, throw throw me some. Wait, the, you've already got the proof. What? The proof is there. She said what? Sat on uh, Reagan's lap. <laughs> she just yeah, doesn't Ra- like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> she, <but she> t- <laughs> uh, you know, sang "Stand by Your Man." God, mm. anti-feminist. Hey, she's anti-drugs. Anti-drugs? She's boshing them constantly. I know. Pain drugs. She's anti the wrong sort of drugs. But she's she's very pro-drug business. Well, probably not, actually, because she spends probably too much on it. She needs the drug business, though, because her body is so fucked. Just a little uh, pre-girl thing. Mm. Um, so in 1993... David Foster did a Christmas album which both Tammy and Winona were on. With Winona, he gets her to do Blue Christmas, which was made famous by Elvis. And mm. I've always thought that there is something there with Elvis and Winona. She she kind of 
in I Can't Stand the Rain. She was doing kind of Elvis impression, it seemed to me, doing a lot of curled lip. Yeah. And she's got the square jaw. She does relate to Elvis. She got a big record contract when she was 18, and she spent all her money on cars for her family. Just like Elvis. Just like Elvis. Mm. So she did Blue Christmas. Tammy did Away in a Manger. But on this album and on a subsequent David Foster Christmas album TV special, there was a song where all of the artists got together. We're talking 12 artists. And do you know what you call a 12-artist song? Um, A gangbang? (laughs) (laughs) That's not the official term. The official musical terms. Let's go for them. So let's go for <laughs> let's go let's go for two. There was two. A duet. Yeah. There was three. Trio. Yeah. What's four? Quadruplet. No. Quadlet. Quartet. <laughs> of course. Quartet. Oh dear. Yeah. Then okay. you got yeah. five. A uh, quintuplet. Mmm. Think about quartet, quintet. Quintet, of course, yeah. Yeah, about six. What about six, gone? Um, Sextuplet. Stop saying tuplet. Because... (laughs) (laughs) I've just told you. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. Stick to the tet. Stick to the tet. Okay. A sextet. Sextet. Exactly. Seven. Uh... (laughs) Septet. No, septet. <laughs> septet. What about, what about eight? Otet. Oct. Octet. Oh, fuck off. Right, nine. Go. Oh, anetet. Anetet. <laughs> a nonet. Well, I was never going to get that. Uh, ten. Okay. Think, Ross. Think. Um, a. Quintet? No, that's five quintet. Double quintet. Deset. Oh, de, cross. De, oh. De. Then you've got de. eleven. Eleven is an undeset. Mm. And what about a twelve? Because a twelve is what we're talking about, because that's what happens on this song. A gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> it's a duo deset. Oh, okay. So, yeah, A White Christmas, do a desert. You had Winona and you had Tammy together. So that's where they first Okay, so met. they featured together, yeah. Yeah, on, on a recording. Mm. Is it good? No, it's terrible. But uh, there is... <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> fucking 12 fucking but there is a version. lead singers. Actually, to be honest, I say it's terrible, but I don't think I've actually listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I have listened to the TV special, but only eight vocalists turned up. So that's a... Octet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm learning. David Foster does appear quite creepy in that. He's playing the piano while they're all mm. stood around with Christmas decorations in the background. And he kind of acts like this excited schoolboy and headmaster at the same time because he's in charge. But he, mm. he's just too excited to keep his cool. Yeah. Because you've got Johnny Mathis, you've got Tom Jones, you've got Michael Crawford, you've got the, uh, the Winans, CC and BB, you've got Vanessa Williams... And you got Peebo Bryson. So 
who's almost rubbing his legs in glee. The Super Bowl halftime show. In January of 1994, the year that ended with Girl Thing, Winona is invited to do it. And she does her 1992 crossover hit, No One Else on Earth. It gets cut short and does that kind of key change ending. And they need to stop it on a high. Oh, yeah. It's like, no one else on earth. No one else on earth. Yes, exactly like that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So they cut it short. (laughs) And then who comes out? Naomi comes out. Now, Naomi comes out every time. I think this is for the first time. She hasn't performed since 1991 or something, you know, not very long ago. Mm. And they do Love Will Build a Bridge, their last big hit. And they're joined on stage by Ashley Judd. What? On crutches. What, she's playing the, playing the crutches? She's fallen off a horse recently. Oh. <laughs> she's not just tapping them percussively then. <laughs> And Ashley Judd on crutches. crutches. (laughs) (laughs) And on neck brace, we've got George Jones. (laughs) (sighs) On catheter. Tammy Winnett. So Stevie Wonder comes on as well. No idea why. Shit. Then a 12-year-old Elijah Wood comes on. What? Later known for, you know... Hobbit. Hobbit world. He comes on, he's got a backwards hat on, and looks like, um, you know, who's that skateboarding dog from The Simpsons? Uh, Poochie. Mm. And this was all a construct of Lay's crisps. This whole thing was called Wavy Lay's Rockin' Country Sunday Halftime Show. Okay. During the advert break... There was an advert with Elijah Wood dressed exactly like he is now on stage with Vice President Dan Quayle. (laughs) (laughs) This is fucking nuts. Like, (laughs) I don't know what came first, like the performance or the ad break. But, you know, like Super Bowl is very, very famous for like being the most expensive advertising space on TV choreographed to fuck They've yeah made this into one big thing that connects everything into selling crisps it's <laughs> fucking nuts does he sing yeah they're all singing love will build a bridge they're all with ashley judd on crutches clacker 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 i feel like a bit afraid to leave countryville but we're not are we? Because next up is Tammy Winner, obviously, and Elton John. Back to the belt. I'm, I'm quite happy to be back with the belt. This guy is number one in my duet matrix. He's top of the list. Yeah, everything points to belt. He does not discriminate. Tammy, 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 Tammy. Tammy. 